You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. I am a little sunburnt (laughs) myself. (laughs) I just got back from my girls' trip that I went on this past weekend. We kind of did an extended weekend. We went to Disney World, um, which... Yes, I just went there with my family like last month. Um, We do not live in Florida. (laughs) It just kind of happened to fall this way, though. Um, But yeah, it was so good. It was so good to just like be able to connect and have, you know, just that girl time and have fun and just kind of be a kid again, you know, kid at heart. And it was so wonderful. Yeah, but I'm a little bit sunburnt, like right on the tips of my ears. That's yeah, all those like little points on your, you know, right there and then like right like like the base of my neck. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good though. I feel like my arms, they, they're, they're going to turn tan. I'm, I'm going to just will it into the universe. It's not going to peel. It's just going to turn into a nice golden tan. <laughs> but even after, um, you know, I flew in, my, I had a really late flight uh, night before last and it was, I mean, I didn't get home to like midnight. Actually, I, I mean, that was to the airport and I live about an hour and a half from the airport. So drove in from the airport. It was, you know, after one o'clock, it was almost two o'clock by the time I got to bed. And then the next day we had to get up super early and it was Leo's very first field trip. Oh, his kindergarten field trip to the zoo. It was so cute, guys. And like just seeing his classmates, um, you know, interact with him. And they would all, you know, anytime they'd see him around the zoo and stuff, because we kind of broke, you know, broke up and all went our different directions. Anytime they would see Leo, you know, it was, hi, Leo, you know, hope you're having fun, Leo. Like, it was so wonderful to see. And it just, it made my heart smile. Like, it just made me so happy to see that the kids were so inclusive and so happy to see him. And just, he has his little friends, you know. So it's been a good week. It's been a busy, you know, lots going on week, but it's been good. It's just very fulfilled. I feel very fulfilled right now. (laughs) And today I'm really excited about this podcast. This one, we are going to talk about overindulgence. Makes me think of like a big old piece of chocolate cake. Kind of makes me think of, um, you know, the cake from Matilda. Yeah, that always looks so good to me. But then by the end of that scene, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Like, you know, this cake looked so good. And by the end of the scene, you're like, I never want to touch chocolate cake again. And that is kind of, (laughs) that's kind of what overindulgence does, right? Like, before um, we overindulge, it sounds like a wonderful idea. Uh, But then afterwards, we're like, why did I do that? Yeah. So, but we're not really going to talk about it in the terms of strictly eating. We're going to kind of talk about how it shows up in your life um, and how it keeps you, as a mom, as a special needs mom, how it keeps you stuck in that survival mode. Because there's a very strong correlation here. We're going to talk about it. So, and okay, so what I'm about to say, it's, I'm going to explain it. And it's going to sound kind of like one of those like really cheesy, really salesy, like too good to be true advertisements, you know, but... I'm just going to do it anyways, right? (laughs) But what if there was a way to like lose weight without any rigorous dieting or restriction or exercise, like intense exercise? You just lost the weight without doing any of that. Or what if there was a way to have more money without working a single minute extra than you already are? Or what if there was a way 
to feel less anger towards your spouse without them having to change a single thing. Yeah, that'd be amazing, right? What if there was a way to have more positive experience of life without ever changing your job, your family, or any of your other circumstances? Like, it sounds like, you know, oh, Lauren's apparently talking about impossible things today, right? Sounds like a magic pill. It's just too good to be true. She's lost her dang mind. (laughs) A magic pill, it just cures all your problems. And, okay, we all know that that magic pill doesn't exist. There is no magic cure. There is no instant fix. And that's just crazy talk. If that existed, we would all do it. We would all take that pill. But what if I was to tell you there actually is like one single thing you could do, a magic fix, that would give you not just like all of that that I just talked about, but potentially even more than just that. You would totally do it, right? You would totally be like, yes, Lauren, sign me up. I am in. I'm sold. Let's do it. Especially if you're like, oh, well, there's got to be a catch, right? What are the side effects, Lauren? What, what is the side effects of this? I'm like, yeah, there isn't any. What if there are no side effects, no catch? It's just one thing you do and just all of that magically comes into your life. You would be like, hell yes, I'm on board. I don't think there's a single person that would actually answer no to that. I definitely wouldn't. (laughs) So, you know, what is this magic fix? Like, what is she talking about? What is this magic fix for easy weight loss, for effortless financial gain, for happier relationships and a happier life? What is that? What What is the fix? The fix is you have to fix the cause of overindulgence. Mm. What does that mean? What the heck does overindulgence have to do with anything that we just talked about? And what does this have to do with you, your life, and being stuck in survival mode as a special needs mom? It's like, what, what's going on here? I'm gonna explain it. <laughs> so overindulgence, it's typically what happens when we have unhealthy coping mechanisms to chronic stress. Some of these unhealthy coping mechanisms are things like, you know, using food to feel better or buying things to feel better or self-indulgent emotions that we kind of like to just keep ourselves stuck in, like overwhelm, confusion, or worry. And these unhealthy coping mechanisms uh, result in things like being overweight, result in financial strain or negative impacts on relationships, as well as keeping all of that as well as keeping all of that stress that you were trying to cope with, keeping it stuck inside of you, letting letting it like fester and build up, keeping your nervous system in a state of fight or flight, like a chronic state of that fight or flight mode. And to add to that, there can be a lot of guilt and shame around the results of these overindulgences. You know, think about the shame we have around overeating and being overweight as a society. Like, there can be a lot of shame around that. Uh, There could be a lot of shame. Maybe you're overindulging in too much alcohol. And the shame that comes with maybe having, like, an alcohol dependency. And the shame that comes with not having enough money maybe to pay the bills. And the shame around yelling at your children or saying something you don't necessarily mean from a place of feeling overwhelmed. A lot of times, that shame can just create even more desire to overindulge. So it's like a cycle. Stress uh, that you have, you know, it leads to the overindulging. The overindulging leads to feelings of shame. 
And those feelings of shame then circle back and lead to overindulging. But we have to break the cycle. You have to get really good at learning to put an end to that. And the way you break the cycle is fixing the cause of the overindulgence. Which, what is that? What is the cause? Like, how do we fix that? What is it? This would be, I'm just going to give you the answer. Like, it's just going to make it super easy for you. It would be by learning healthier coping mechanisms. It is that simple. That is like the ultimate magic pill that I was talking about. Learning healthier coping mechanisms. Because whenever we stop using food as a coping mechanism, and we actually learn to address what is causing us to reach for the food, we actually learn to address that stress in our bodies, then guess what? We are not going to have the desire to overeat all the time. We're not going to have that, you know, that result in our life. Because that's not what we're going to go to whenever we're stressed. And our brain is going to learn that. And it's going to say, oh, you know what? Actually, I feel better whenever I don't overeat as a way to feel better. Whenever I don't use food as a way to not feel stressed. Our brains are going to start recognizing that. It's going to start developing new neuropathways. They get deeper and deeper. Neuropathways are just, you know, very like deep pathways in our brains of the way that we do things. So, you know, you can even think of like a road, you think of like a very worn, well down, like divot in your brain of, you know, when I feel stressed, I go get a candy bar. I go get some kind of junk food, you know, that's what makes me feel better. That is a well-worn path for however many 30 plus four, however old you are, 40 plus years, that pathway has been enforced and just, you know, whenever you have like a like a dirt path, the more it is walked, the deeper the ruts get in it, right? Can you kind of picture that in your head? That is how deep your neural pathway is after however many years you've been using that belief. But whenever we learn to start doing a new neural pathway, we're like, oh, no, we're not going to go down that old path. We're going to go down this new path, this new healthier coping mechanism path. We're going to do this when we feel stressed instead. Yeah, it's, it's a little less worn. It's a little bit rougher at first, right? That road may have some, still have some grass growing in it, or maybe it's, you know, got some brush growing up in it. But the more you take that route of healthy coping mechanisms, the more worn it is going to be. Yeah, until eventually your brain is like, well, this path is just as easy. Or this path of healthy coping mechanisms is easier than those, you know, choosing food as a coping mechanism. Yes, so that's kind of how neural pathways work. And we have to get really good at retraining our brain to pick that instead of the old one. So, and you know, this is the part where the term, you know, self-care should come in. And you've probably heard me say, say this before, but I kind of have a love-hate relationship with this term. But because sometimes self-care, you know, you may think about it it might, like the things that you think about whenever you think about self-care, they might include some overindulging behaviors that actually end up not being so great for you long-term. You know, and these are things that sound like a nice thing to do for yourself. Like treat yourself to a nice glass of wine to unwind after a day or, you know, eat something tasty like a fancy cupcake, you know. These sound like really great ideas, don't they? They sound like really nice things to do. Nice ways to take care of ourselves, but really they are just unhealthy coping mechanisms dressed up in frosting. 
They are just overindulging, not self-care. And that is a sneaky way that that kind of sneaks in. Now, I'm not saying that like, oh, a glass of wine, you can never have a glass of wine, you can never have a fancy little cupcake. No. But I'm saying using that as a coping skill, that is whenever we have an unhealthy, um, you know, relationship with ourselves, an unhealthy, I guess, essentially path in our lives. So here is my take on self-care. Self-care isn't always what feels good. Actually, you know, sometimes usually, let's just go with usually, self-care is the thing that we don't want to do, right? It's the thing that's hard. It's the thing that is best for us, but is not the easiest. And this goes in hand in hand. That just goes hand in hand with healthy coping mechanisms. And we want to get really good at choosing healthy coping mechanisms Things that will not give us those long-term negative results like weight gain or even like the clutter from buying things on impulse because you want to feel better, right? Retail therapy, hmm? Yeah, I used to be the queen of retail therapy, guys. This could be instead saying, okay, I'm going to take care of myself, actually. True self-care. And this could be choosing exercise instead of choosing to eat. Or it could be choosing, you know, making the decision to seek help through a coach or a counselor instead of overindulging in those feelings of like overwhelm or self-pity or things like that, right? And when we start to make these positive switches, we start to see some huge positive changes in our lives. Sometimes they're physical. Things like the scale going down, even though we're not on a diet. When you stop using food as a way to feel better, the scale, you're going to eat less food in the day. Like, that is just like a fact of life. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, these positive switches can result in a financial gain. Like, when we have, just somehow, just have a little extra money in the bank account. Because we spent less on unnecessary things. Things that just made us happy in the moment. We spent less because we got more mindful about what we purchased and what we put our money towards. And sometimes these positive changes can be, received, can be seen in our relationships and our moods. Because just like when your brain makes you crave junk food when you're stressed, it also tries to stay stuck in indulgent emotions. And these indulgent emotions are anytime we subconsciously choose to stay in like a familiar emotion, a familiar thought pattern that doesn't really serve us, but it's almost like a comfortable. It may not actually like, we're like, oh, I don't like to feel overwhelmed. But to our brains, it's comforting. You know, instead of working to redirect and manage our minds, we want to stay in that. An example of this would be like feeling of overwhelm actually is a really good one. Because when we feel overwhelmed, it typically results in us not doing anything. Like if you've ever just been overwhelmed by a lot of different things, you're like, there's so much going on. Like I just have too much to do. Like I just can't do it all. And what do you end up doing? I bet nine times out of 10, what ends up happening is we end up not doing anything. But our brains have convinced us that it's just too much to do, and that's why we didn't get it done. Because overwhelm. If I, it's, your brain is almost like this little person inside of it saying, hmm, if I offer up overwhelm, I don't actually have to do any of it. I actually don't have to figure out how to do all this. I don't have to find solutions. I don't have to do any work. I'll just make her feel overwhelmed. You know, and that's what our brain offers up because that is in our brain the easy way to do things versus saying, okay, today I'm not going to feel overwhelmed. I am going to feel logical. I'm going to get in a problem or a, sorry, a solution focused mindset here 
and I'm going to tackle it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, why was I overwhelmed about this? Dang, that was easier than I thought. Right? Yes, because your brain had you convinced because it was the easy way to go. And when we're overindulging in those emotions, it shows up in our relationships. Because think about what happens whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, right? You may fight with your spouse more. You may have less patience with your kids more, right? Less patience there. You may yell at them whenever they, you know, aren't listening or aren't, like I said, like I say, (laughs) they aren't using their listening ears or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Those overindulgent emotions are the really tricky ones to our lives. But all of this is to say that overindulgence is when we're doing too much of something and is creating a negative long-term impact in our life. It may seem like, oh, just a harmless glass of wine. It may seem like just a, oh, just a, oh, it's just a harm. It's just a little Amazon purchase. It's okay. Right? It may only be 30 bucks. No big deal. But think about how often we're doing that. Think about how often you're drinking that glass of wine, how often you're choosing that food. How often are you choosing those unhealthy coping mechanisms to make yourself feel better? So if you want to feel better, you want that quick, easy magic pill that's going to change your life and just, you know, it's just the golden solution to everything. Stop looking for a pill. Stop looking for external things and start looking inside. You know, I love my cheesy things here, guys. So I'm going to say it. Start looking inside yourself and saying, how can I actually take good care of myself versus what feels good in the moment? And then go do that. (laughs) And we're not going to go into a whole list of things that are healthy coping mechanisms. Because I think you guys, you know, you can go Google those things. But there are things like exercise. There are things like meditation. There are things, you know, like journaling, like I said, like working with a coach, um, you know, sign up for Overcome the Overwhelm. Shameless plug there, guys. This is what I teach you to do in that program. Yes, I teach you healthy coping mechanisms. It's one of the main things we work on. Whenever you start doing that, you will magically, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the magic pill. This is it. This is the fix that it just seems to make life easier. Seems to make life better. Like, why are we not doing this? Yes. So find those things, go do those things, quit doing the unhealthy ones. (laughs) That's the, you know, the cliff notes version of this podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.